Hallelujah. How many of you want to see him? Let's praise him right now. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we love you tonight, God. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Thank God for the blood. And I don't want one drop to be in vain. Not one drop. Praise God. I'm thankful that he loved me. Amen. Are you thankful that he loved you? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in my Hallelujah. 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 Amen. If you have to be told that and you don't know that, your wood's wet. You need to get near the fire and let the Holy Ghost kindle that flame again. Thank you for that beautiful worship. Thank all of you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. Great to have the Hodge family. Good to hear that Hodge is tonight. It's been a while. It's great to see Y.T. and Chad and Laurel. Amen. Thankful for the blessings of the Lord. All of you that are here, it's great to have guests with us. And we so thank you for coming. Such a wonderful presence of the Lord that's here. A deep, deep move, a current that if you will allow it will take you somewhere. It will move you to a better place. Amen. I think so, so often of that preacher that used to love to go to the railroad station and he would just go and sit early in the morning and he would sit for hours every day he would get up and go down to the rail station after a while conductor got a little curious why he was coming was he looking for somebody or anticipating a visit finally the old guy got the courage up to go ask the man he said oh no I'm not expecting anybody he said, I just pastor this church down the road. And he said, every once in a while, I like to come and watch something that I don't have to push to get it to move. <laughs> and you know, it's good to come into the house of the Lord and not have to have somebody pump you up or say, come on now, come on now, come on. Something just flows out of your inner being. Ah, yes. Do you love him tonight? Oh, yes, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. If you have your Bibles for a few moments tonight, let's go to the book of John, chapter 14. John, chapter 14, and I'm going to read a few verses that probably have been read at more funerals than probably anywhere else. But they're good to read on a Sunday night, the end of March 2014, in the midst of an uncertain world, 
The words of Jesus ring so clear. And this is what he said. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Praise God. Let not your heart be troubled. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight about the secret of an untroubled heart. And everybody said amen. Why don't you turn and shake hands with somebody and tell them, help that poor preacher preach tonight. Somebody just said it's hot in here, I know, but hell's a lot hotter. And we're not there. All we need is about $100,000 and we can fix every problem that's wrong with this church right now. So if you've got a checkbook tonight, you need to write out one. Go ahead and make it out to Greater Life Church. Amen. We have a couple of AC units that are down, and we tried to get them fixed yesterday, and it didn't happen, but thank God for fans. Amen. Y'all don't have to sweat as much as I do. So, thankful that we have what we have. Amen. What a comforting word. I never cease to be amazed that when I read John chapter 14, How calming the effect is upon my heart. Even when I am troubled, these words speak so profoundly to my heart. I believe that they were meant for more than just men of a bygone day. I believe that they were meant for all times. Let not your heart be troubled. He did not speak specifically of a generation or a time, but he spoke about all times. Whenever you live and whatever you live through, let these words sink down into your heart and let them find an abiding place and understand what I'm about to say to you and you can live through anything. Amen. What encouragement I have found in the Word of God often in my life that has picked me up and put me back on my feet. And this is one of those passages. Life is not easy, as most of you are aware, but it is possible. Praise God. And God never said that life would be easy, but He did let us know that it was possible to live this life. Certainly not every day that we live is a troubled day. There are seasons of life when everything goes our way and 
The birds sing and the sun shines and the clouds stay away. But that wasn't the kind of day that the Lord was talking to nor speaking of. He was speaking of the day when the clouds cover the sky like a thick blanket. And you wonder if there even is a sun. And you wonder if it will ever shine again. It was in that kind of day the Lord said, let not your heart be troubled. Trouble is a spacious word. The word compasses a largeness of experience. It embraces everything in life from the common everyday worry to the most fierce and bitter of experiences. And it, it is a word that lives in all of our hearts at times. And it is familiar to all of us. It seems that an untroubled heart is a rare thing in this day because there is so much trouble. In a very short period of time, a lot of things were going to change for his disciples. He had just spoken to them in the previous chapter, and what he had said to them troubled them. He was talking about leaving and going somewhere. And they did not understand all that he was referring to. And so in light of their troubled heart and in light of their troubled mind, he spoke these powerful words. Let not your heart be troubled. To fully understand the meaning of those words, you have to first understand what he did not say And what he was not talking about. He did not say that these words are spoken to those who live somewhere in a shelter. Somewhere in the cloistered cave. He was speaking to those that were in the midst of every kind of chaotic situation imaginable. He was talking to those who were assailed by the slings and arrows of misfortune. He was also not speaking to those of an untroubled life. It is important that we understand this simple fact. He did not say, let not your life be troubled. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Because even Jesus knew that an untroubled life was an impossibility. Job discovered a long time ago that man was born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. A troubled life is an unknown life. The only people that I know that experience an untroubled life are laying in a graveyard not too many yards away from this building tonight. But Jesus didn't say Let not your life be troubled. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You can't do a lot about life. There's a lot of things that happen in life that you have no control over. But you do have control over what goes on here in this tabernacle. And his own life was a life that was far from untroubled. He doesn't ask me to shirk 
my responsibility, nor to rid myself of my duties, or to speak of a heart ease that knows no pain. But he said, let not your heart be troubled. He was calling for me to move through life playing my part and understanding that though life may not be untroubled, my heart can be. Amen. My heart can be an untroubled place. I have to shoulder my burdens and I have to carry my responsibilities. But in the midst of all of that, I can know an interior peace. He said, in this world, you shall have tribulation. What world was he talking about? He was talking about your world, the environment that you live in every day, the problem that you deal with every morning and evening. He was speaking of the environment of anxieties and heavy loads and cares that all of us must carry in our life. But through it all, And beyond it all, he said, however hard life may be and however wearisome the burden, you can move through this life undisturbed and untroubled if you know what I'm trying to tell you tonight, that there is a possibility of living in the midst of a troubled world and still have an untroubled heart to have a peace on the inside that's like a river, a peace that passeth all understanding. While everybody around you's losing their head and they're going to pieces, you just walk right on through the storm. While those are ready to throw in the towel and turn back, you stand and say, I have come to serve God and I will see Him all the way through to the end. You can move through this world with an undisturbed and an untroubled heart. If we are to live as he has told us we are to live, the circumstances of life are not what control our life, but it is what we know and it is what we have on the inside that will make all the difference in the world. So how can this kind of heart be known? How can this kind of life be experienced? He said it's very simple. You believe in God. You're not going to get through this world with an untroubled heart unless you have faith in God. Unless you understand that your life is not at the fate of chance and circumstance. But you have the hand of God upon you. And no matter what may happen in life, nothing happens to you outside the confines of His will. The way to have an untroubled heart is to know that whatever happens, God has His hand on it. And He will not allow anything into my life that has not passed His inspection. He will not allow me to go through anything that He has not already approved. Somebody said you've got to have faith in God. You gotta have faith in God. Somebody say you gotta have faith in God. My life is in His hands tonight. When you go through the world and you understand that there is somebody backing you up, not only is He backing you up, He's holding you up. 
And when you can't stand on your own feet, he will carry you. Hallelujah. That no matter what happens to you and no matter what comes at you, God's hand is there to guide and direct you. I've come to tell somebody tonight, you wouldn't even be here if it had not been for the hand of God upon your life. And the reason you can lift your hands tonight is because God's hand has been there through every step of your life. However dark may be the day, the birds will sing again because he is in control. If if the Bible says that not a sparrow falls to the ground without his notice, if the Bible says that underneath are the everlasting arms, If the Bible says that this is the day the Lord hath made, not the devil, not hell, but this is the day the Lord hath made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. If the Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, if the Bible says if God be for me, who can be against me? Why should I be afraid of whatever life may bring to me? me. I can stand and lift my hand and I can say, God, you're going to make sure that I make it all the way through. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes life doesn't make sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. However hard life may come to be, And however unintelligible things may become, there is a peace that can be known like a river. Hallelujah. Like a river. He didn't say peace like a stream because a stream makes a lot of noise. But a river just flows silently because a river has depth to it. It's moving and you don't even realize it's moving. It's going somewhere and you don't even realize what all's transacting in that moment. A stream makes all kind of noise, makes all kind of complaints, but a river flows deeply. And there is a peace that you can know. And the secret of an untroubled heart begins with a faith in God. I'm going to tell you folks, you're not going to get through this hour without understanding that God is in control. God does have his hand on this world and God is the one that's going to call the last shot. I don't care who's in the White House or who is in Congress. God is the one. It's not going to be a Russian madman or some other wild person from another planet. It's going to be the hand of an almighty God that's going to bring this thing to an end. And so I stand tonight. I may not understand what's happening around me, but I thank God that he's in control of it all. Clap your hands to him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A deep faith in God will overthrow every fear and run it out of your heart and run it out of your life. You see, somewhere in this life, you've got to see beyond your senses and understand that there's another world out there that's bigger and greater than you. And that's God's world. And he's still in control. Let not your heart be troubled. 
believe in God. Amen. You've got to have faith in God. You've got to live in that faith. You've got to sleep in that faith. You've got to get up in that faith. You've got to go through your day in that faith. I don't ever come to a moment in the day when I wonder, God, do you still know where I am? God knows where I'm at. God knows exactly where I'm at. He knows the exact moment in my life. And I have confidence that if he knows that much, if he knows the hair on my head, and they've been falling out right and left lately, about the only place I've been able to grow hair is in my ears lately. And every time I turn around, I'm, I'm thinking, God, what's wrong with this picture? Am I doing something here that I need to be doing up here? But the Bible said everything that drops from here, he counts it. That's 9,221. That's 9,223. That's nine. If God is that intimately involved in my life, then why should I be afraid of what one day might bring to me? Why should I be afraid of what one doctor's visit might bring? What one phone call might bring when God is is in control of my life. I can lift my hands and I can worship Him. I can rejoice in the God of my salvation because He is the one that's going to see me through. Amen. Praise God. You're going to make it through this world with an untroubled heart. You're going to have to have faith in God and you're going to have to have faith in His plan. And God does have a plan. Following Him does not exempt us from hardships. There's a purpose in my life beyond all of that because there is a plan for my life. And if I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, it does not remove trouble from my life. It removes the fear that that trouble brings. And if I understand that God has a plan... For my life. That's a powerful thing to think about. The Bible said, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Everybody say me. That's he, that's who he was. I know the thoughts that I have toward you. They are thoughts of peace. And he said, I am going to give you an expected end. I'm going to give you a good conclusion. Your life is not left to fate. There's a divine plan and order that God has put in motion. And what I need to do is get in step with what God wants to do for my life. I need to quit rebelling against all of that and say, yes, Lord, I want to do your will tonight. I'm tired if I've been out of step with you. Tonight, tonight, I'm going to get back in step with you. If I've been listening to some other voice, tonight's the night I'm going to turn my ear toward you. And I'm going to hear your word from my life because you're the only one that really has a plan for my future. Amen. Walk with him and you learn about his love. Looking to him, you find his spirit. And through him, you gain new power to face any situation. When we do this, life may not grow easier, but it will grow sweeter. Let not your heart be troubled. You've got to have faith in his plan. And God has a plan. Praise God. God has a plan. Burdens may be heavy and thorns may not be removed. 
But when the heart is calm, you can bear that cross and you can live with that thorn. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. We lose the fearfulness of man and gain the strength of a friend who walks with us through everything because he has a plan for my life. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. You've got to believe in his plan. And you've got to believe in the future. Hallelujah. If for no other reason I come to worship him tonight because I know that what I am in right now is not the end of my life. It's just a stage. It's a passing ground. I'm going to a better place. You know, we don't hear a lot about the second coming of the Lord anymore, but we ought to. Because that ought to be the thing that stretches our faith and causes us to reach higher. Every time we come here is a knowledge that the Lord is coming again. He is coming back, folks. He said, if I go away, I will come back. If I leave you, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come again. I am thankful that there is going to come a day of triumph when all will be settled. Hallelujah. And when that day comes, I want to be counted among his faithful. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of life. Woo. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but the coming of the Lord sounds sweeter to my ears every day that I live. Life will not always be like this. Amen. As dark as it may be right now, it's not going to be dark forever. Because there's a place that he's preparing where there will be no more night. Oh, no more night. Not only that, there will be no more tears. There will be nothing to cry about. Everything that causes you tears now will be removed and will not be there. You know, that's the wonderful thing about heaven. He doesn't tell us everything that's going to be there. He tells us a lot about what's not going to be there. And when I get to thinking about what's not going to be there, I think, my Lord, there must be some awesome things awaiting me. No more tears. No more sorrow. No more death. No more dying. No more separation. Oh. <laughs> that in itself is a burden to bear every day that we live. But when we get there, the Lamb is the light. There will be no need of the sun. Brother, Brother Buddy, you said that line, I don't know, I just got this wild thought. Somehow he's going to make it where we can all be there at the same time, maybe. Because he's the one that could do that. Amen. Why would anybody want to forfeit that for some trivial passing thing that's going to vanish and vaporize? Why would anybody forfeit a life of everlasting peace for just a moment of pleasure? You see, every question will be answered there, and every chastisement will be revealed in its loving kindness. When we get there and we look back, we will find that it was He that carried us most of the way. When we get there and look back, we will understand every tear. We will understand every heartache. 
We will understand every bend in the road. We will understand every time he chastised us and brought us to our knees. And when we look back and see all the way by which he brought us, we will lift our hands and say, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God, for your plan. Thank you, God, that you didn't leave me to faith. The light affliction is but for a moment, but it worketh for me a far better and eternal weight of glory. Here there are only parts, but there we will know as we are known. Oh, my friend, to arrive and know that it is heaven. To take a step and find that you have reached that celestial shore. What a day that is going to be. When my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. Amen. Heaven's going to make perfect sense of all of the imperfect things in our life. Amen. It's going to make perfect everything imperfect in us. What a wonderful thing to know that one of these days we're going to lay down mortality and we're going to put on immortality. Oh, no more heart attacks. No more blood pressure problems. No more diabetes. No more missing limbs. No more crippled limbs. No more arthritis. No more headaches. Have I gotten to where you live yet? No more heartburn. No more sleepless night. No more tests. No more final exams. (laughs) No more principal's office. What a day. The only way you're going to get through this world with an untroubled heart is to believe that there's a future that is worth holding on for. Amen. Whatever you've got to live through, whatever you've got to deal with, just hang on. Because it's not always going to be like this. There's coming a day when no heartaches will be known and all tears will be wiped away. Amen. Praise God. I don't remember the songwriter, but several years ago, he wrote a song, Heaven Holds All the Answers That Time Will Never Tell. In this world, it is filled with swift transition, not of earth, unmoved shall stand. So what do you need to do? Build your hopes on things eternal and hold to God's unchanging hand. You know what? You're not going to get through here without a troubled life, but you can get through here without a troubled heart. Amen. How many of you have faith in God tonight? How many of you believe that your life is in His hand right now? How many of you really believe that He's got a plan for your life? That you're not an accident, you're not a mistake, you're not somebody's problem, you're not somebody's headache. You have a divine purpose. Amen. How many of you hunger and long for that place called heaven?
Let's stand tonight. What will it be like arriving and arriving to understand? Oh, praise God. There are times when we get in the Holy Ghost around here that it feels like heaven. I remember sitting in Brother Kilgore's funeral just a few weeks ago. They began to sing one of the songs at the beginning of the funeral. There was such a powerful, powerful presence of the Lord that swept into that place. And I literally felt like I had been lifted up into a heavenly dimension. I just felt the presence of God so powerful. And I thought, God, is this heaven? And he said, that's a little bit of it, but it's not all of it. (laughs) And I thought, God, if that's just a little bit of it, why would I want to do anything to jeopardize an opportunity to go to such a place? Amen. Folks, I I don't know what clouds your world tonight, what troubles your heart, but I know this. I know that there's a faith that can stabilize your life through any kind of situation. Amen. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And God has a place for you. You can't get any better than that. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see.